0: This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins, you go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire, get out, because it matters.
1: Hey, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of your dose of the show. Today, we're going to talk about a historical trade deadline we had, uh, the playoff outlook, the draft order determination update, and we're also going to talk about the dues being due. Everybody's got to pay up. But before we get into all that, let me thank Jared and Chris for uh, hopping on the show today. Jared, how you doing?
2: Good, fellas. A lot of you guys know, got uh, married since our last podcast. So some some big news coming in uh, in my life, and I appreciate everybody for being excited for us and and sharing in on that. So uh, you know, we've we've got another married man added to the added to the show.
1: So let's jump into this uh, historical trade deadline because. We haven't ever had something like this. There were 13 trades that went down. Jared, Chris, and I uh, went over them all, actually, prior to uh, hopping on the the mic live. And, you know, a lot of people made some moves, and um, there was just a lot of pieces that were just traded And it was, it was pretty wild. Um, You know, we, we've never had something like this and and I'm glad I liked the interactions. I liked all, all of the teams improving in their positions with their futures. And uh, yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about it, but uh, Jared, how'd you feel about this? uh, The trade deadline this year?
2: Yeah, I am super pumped for everybody who, who made moves. Uh, It was really exciting to see it. Even, even the ones that we thought were quote unquote questionable still Really excited to see all the moves Uh, just goes to show everybody's, everybody's into it. You know, everybody's battling, they're trying to increase and improve their future position. Love to see it. Uh, My winner from the trade deadline, and it's a little biased probably because I made this deal with this particular uh, team is the Casey's. My biggest winner is the let's bash. They received Jacob deGrom, Manny Machado, Starling Marte, Logan Webb, Cedric Mullins, and Ryan Presley. The biggest player they, they gave up was my boy, Alec Manoa, who I intend to keep next year, and I'm really excited about him. But ultimately, those are he picked up three to four bona fide studs at the deadline, even if they are rental players. He put himself in a very strong position to make a playoff run. Because those guys are gonna play; they're playing in contention teams. Those teams are gonna be battling until the end, and those guys are gonna be a huge piece to why I think Let's Bash won the trade deadline and will advance far into the playoffs. How about you, Chris? That
3: was that was a bold move sending Manoa away for uh, for this season, but hey, it was it was it was a championship move, and I think he made a, a, a great one, honestly. As far as my winner, I gotta go with Char. Our our fearless leader as our commissioner just made some incredible moves at the deadline. Uh, His staff just absolutely laid the pipe to me last week. Started off the week with eight out of nine quas dubs and just obliterated me in every pitching category. Uh, But yeah, adding Lance Lynn, Kevin Gossman, Bassett, Merrill Kelly, like absurd. And he gave up virtually like no no future picks or anything like that. Just, Just a masterful trade deadline for Char, I think.
1: You know, I, I will miss my boy Julio Urias, but uh, it, it's, um, I did feel like I got better. I got deeper, um, you know, hopefully uh, Mike Trout comes back and, uh, but may I just, I felt like I may have just cursed myself acquiring Trout and nobody wins with Mike Trout. So <laughs> definitely uh, definitely is in the back of my my head, but my trade deadline winner this year, and, and we didn't talk about this and, um, you know, just looking at it a little deeper. Jared, I got to give it to you, dude. You got, you got Alec Manoa, and we haven't really driven the fact how good he has been. And um, I, I'm pretty sure he's, he's top five. You know, I don't, I don't have it up right now. But he is a, a, bona, a bona fide ace, arguably, in the 13th round. And, uh, you know, if he continues to be a top five starting pitcher for the next couple of years, that's that's easily a, a first round pitcher in this league. And to get that in the 13th round, I just think that is a a key chip in a franchise. And I think, Jared, I'm kind of obviously there were better winners. In my team, I did feel like I got better. Uh, a lot of teams around me got better. Uh, but, Jared, I think long term, uh, you know, I, I think that was a, a great trade for you. And I'm going to call you a, a winner in at this trade deadline.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm really excited about Manoa. I got that sixth rounder as well, uh, from Zim for curse. So setting up for the future a little bit. And, and you know what I had, I had to make some moves. My team was in last, my team is in last place and, you know, I'm just not going to sit around and, and even think about the idea of being at the bottom half of the league next year. I'm going, I'm going after it. So kind of had to make a move, definitely gave up, a pretty a pretty heavy lift, especially with Machado and, and de Gram, you know, absolutely dealing yesterday. He looks to be back to himself throwing 102 mile an hour fastballs and 96 mile an hour sliders. His his slider swing per, swing and miss percentage yesterday was 90% unheard of, unheard of. So uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a good trade. It was an exciting deadline. Uh, definitely want to touch on some of the losers of the deadline as well. Uh, my biggest loser is, is actually, you know, and, and I have some, I have some, uh, back and forth, some positive and negatives here, but Ben Z is my biggest loser of the deadline. Honestly, it's just coming from a place like I, he was a huge seller and I thought his team had a reasonable chance to like make a run, um, into the sixth seed. and, you know, he kind of, he, with two weeks remaining, he really doesn't have much of a chance. And, and I just felt like all that selling kind of it was there it was close it was there and he gave it away so uh benzi my biggest loser of the deadline char how about you
1: um well i mean my biggest loser would be josh hoffman at the deadline i think he watched he was in the middle of a uh, he was in an awkward spot right i mean we, we he was in a playoff position and um, but the week after the trade line deadline, he was in seventh place. Uh, you know, Chris Campania took, uh, took his, his spot in the, in the playoffs. So Josh, he did make a trade. I think he got uh, Anderson from the Dodgers and he's been a stud. And um, I think, uh, you know, he could have done more, uh, you know, right now Josh is in a, in, is, he's in a tough spot. He's uh, one, I think he's in seventh place right now. And, he could have improved his team, and we we saw a bunch of trades go down, and for multiple players, right? It was it was a you know a good pitcher, a good hitter, and maybe a, even a toss in a you know stud reliever, and that just really bolsters teams. And and when people do that around you, and you don't make any moves, it's going to be tough for you to uh, just compete because everybody was buying um, that was around us. So I I think I think Hoff was uh, was my biggest loser. I think he has. Uh, a great like 85 percent of the team but if he if he really bolstered that and and raised the board at 15 percent I think his team could be a superstar and and he could go off and he could potentially win the league but I think he should really push the envelope and uh, really bolstered up which he I think it's a missed opportunity for Josh.
3: Yeah I gotta say my uh my biggest loser and he didn't it was just because he didn't make any moves was just was Drew B I feel like he had a, a stud contender of a team to start the season. Red was you no know, first place for the first time I've ever seen. And, you know, slowly but surely he's been he's been dropping in the standings. And at this point with two weeks left, there's there's a chance that Drew B misses the playoffs, which would be a, an absolute, absolute disaster for this squad to miss the playoffs. So. I gotta, I gotta say drewby's my, my loser of the deadline wish wished you would have made a move or two to, to bolster this lineup
2: all three teams that we mentioned as losers really we're seeing them in the fifth to eighth range do you guys you you guys didn't really show that you wanted to win i mean you know those top four teams those top five teams are making moves to again improve their position heading into the final stretch
3: uh we'll see see how it shapes up. This year, more than ever, more than ever, the top teams loaded up. Like this was the first, first year that we saw like a complete just stacking of five to six teams. So yeah, if you missed out on that, I feel like, yeah, you missed out on a huge wave this year.
1: And I, I'm definitely feeling that cause I'm, you know, and we're, we're going to talk about the standings right, right. uh Upcoming, but uh, I'm in first place and I saw everybody get better. And I, I just have to, I have, it it puts more pressure on me to get that by and not play uh, even a fifth or sixth team who are, this is the most top heavy. This, this, you know, the show has been as a fantasy league ever. I feel like the top six teams, top seven teams are, are can compete with, with anybody, in my opinion, they all got the, and then, you know, especially after the trade deadline. So, but uh, let's take a look at the playoff picture. I don't know. Jared, you want to kick us off here?
2: Yeah, definitely. So leading, leading off is uh, Eric Charlton. Team Char is in first place by five and a half games with two weeks remaining, uh, followed by Red Leg Nation. I will say, on the looking at the schedule, Charlton's matchups include a showdown with Drew B., who is also fighting for a playoff spot, so I'm sure he'll be hungry to collect some points there. And then he ends the season with Berg. So uh, you know a pretty favorable matchup to end of the year. I like Charlton's chances. Uh, he's not only going for the regular season title, which definitely is some money heading his way, but also more importantly, a first round buy, which it, you know is is pretty huge uh, when you get to the playoffs. You know you get to the semif, you're automatically in the semifinals at that point, and you really only have to win two matchups.
3: Char's team is an absolute wagon. <laughs> Second place, though, Wiggle is undoubtedly a formidable squad here. Like He has been blowing people out, it seems like, the last few weeks, steadily climbing. Um, I'm starting to slightly regret saying I was knocking them out of playoffs this year because this team is stacked. Uh, he made some good trades, too, adding Castillo, adding uh, Gallen, just made the staff super deep. And he's got some guys on the IL that when they come back, Stanton and Julio, are gonna be banging some some balls around for him. Uh, so this this wiggle team, he always puts a a good team on the uh, on the field. This one is definitely a little scary. I don't want to see this guy in playoffs. Yeah, Nick Nick has definitely uh, composed
1: a great team this year. I mean, he his 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 power ranking score is 113, which is significantly high. I don't have the uh, the history of the power rankings up, but I could see if uh, I could see that being one of the higher finishes if not the highest. So, you know, he's been doing great. Uh, next in third place is, are the great Hambinos. Uh, Max, who made a couple trades at the deadline, right? He acquired Kershaw. Uh, he got a Rosarena. He's uh, sitting in third. Personally, I think Max is going through a little bit of a funk. Uh, he's got, you know, Montgomery got traded to the um, the Cardinals, which in my opinion is probably a downgrade um because just because you know usage and severino got hurt max max's ace got hurt and he's out for like another month or so kershaw just went on the il john gray who he traded for just got on the il so max and and david bendar he's been in max's best quote uh, reliever outside of clay holmes of course and uh so max is probably feeling a little bit uh I, I don't know um you know aaron judge can only take you so far but you know max is in third place I think, uh, you know, he's got a wedding coming up. Maybe his uh, he just needs that needs to get fantasy baseball off the mind a little bit. But hopefully, he doesn't uh, let his team slide because uh, he really could use the buy honestly. And um, and he's, he's he has a shot at the se- at the second buy right now. He's only four
3: four games out of it. But tough t- tough go go around for the Hambinos right now. It wouldn't it wouldn't be too tough to think that you know after the last three or four seasons where Binos have just been bottom dwellers that, you know, maybe they're feeling a little satisfied about, about being in third place right now. Just letting it slip a little bit.
2: Good news on the Hambinos front is he plays two of the bottom teams in the league, uh, in the last two weeks, playing fantasy this week and playing the Mountaineers myself next week. So, uh, schedule outlook looks promising, but yeah, he's dealing with some injuries and it might be, uh, might be tough to claim that second that second spot uh with everything being so close right now. Um, so in fourth place is is definitely a team that's on the upswing. Uh let's bash again they were <laughs> I'm I'm singing their praises again after a strong trade deadline showing, but they're in fourth place sitting 12 and a half games back of first, sitting seven games back of a bye. Uh, you know, this team, this team's built to win. Uh, the Casey's won the championship last year and they're looking to uh, run it back. Right. They've got some absolute studs on the mound. Just looking at their pitching staff right now. Uh, Justin Verlander, one of the top pitchers in the game this whole season, Jacob deGrom, clearly a top pitcher when healthy. Uh, he's got some depth here with Kyle Wright and Adam Wainwright. I mean, it's a strong, it's a strong pitching staff. I wouldn't say super deep, but strong at the top, a little top heavy. And then his, I mean, his offense, their offense is, <laughs> there are no holes in that offense. And you, there's a combination of speed and power speed with Turner and Semyon and Mullins and Marte there's power with Otani and Alvarez and Machado and Jose Abreu. I, I mean, there's a lot to like about this team. And I really think even though they lost last week to Hoff who went off, I I, I think, uh, I think there's, there's a lot, a lot of promise and a lot of opportunity for let's bash.
3: Definitely a scary squad out there. Drew B though, holding down the fifth spot. It's been as, have, have we confirmed or not? Has Drew B ever made the playoffs? I don't know. Any com- any confirmation from the commissioners? Not sure? No, I don't okay. think he has. I don't think he has. Okay, okay. This is this is the year. Drew's, Drew's had the team all year. Like I said, he's been in first place. He's beat up right now, though. He's missing some absolute studs. I mean, Bryce Harper and Jazzy Chisholm are both on the I.L. Trevor Story had been picking it up. Also on the I.L., Musgrove yeah. going through a funk yeah Musgrove
0: yeah.
3: yeah he just doesn't he doesn't I mean I'd say Rodon is probably the only player that's really studying right now for him um yeah everybody else is just kind of middling Austin Riley though stud but Drew B I think missed out on the chance to make a couple moves at the deadline to really solidify this solidify this squad yeah, Drew.
1: Um, you know, I, I, I'm rooting for him, even though I'm
3: playing Damn. against
1: him this week. You know, it's it's hard not to root for a team, no name, no name, and uh, who was once throwing K's and smoking J's, and you know that that uh, you, you just you just want to root for him. Um, in sixth place, we have Campania. The Springfield Isotopes are in sixth place right now, and they're making all those trades at the deadline. In seventh place. Um, you know, in hopes to get in. And now you are in 6 you You're tied in six, I believe, right? You're, uh, yeah, tied in six. Tied, sixth for, place tied right? for fifth, yeah. Tied, tied for fifth, right? Basically, um, and it's, uh, the Isotopes are a good team. I just played them last week. Offense is outstanding. And um, no, like Jared, like you said about Bash, Campania has no holes in his offense. Everybody is studding up and down the lineup. And um, as far as pitching goes, and I do the power rankings every single uh, week. And I, you know, Chris has always had an amazing, a really good offense and his pitching has been uh, the, the downside of his team and his pitching has been great. And I, you know, I think, um, I think Chris is a team that I, I really don't feel like I want to play him in the playoffs, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. You gotta be, you know, you gotta s- strap up against someone. It's just, uh, Chris's team is, is really good. And um, for a fifth place or sixth place team, um, this it's a really good team. So.
2: Yeah, it's all good I mean his place in the standings is all going to come down to really this week he's got team Hoff right in his right in his sights he's they're they're battling that out for six seed and you know if one of them has a really good week they could jump up even into the fifth place uh so depending on how he does this week is is really what his outlook is going to be for the rest of the season I, I I I agree strong offense a lot of pitching depth I mean you know it if Hoffreezy goes off again, as he did last week, though, you know, and, and, and isotopes have to rely on their pitching, I think it's, uh, it's anybody's ball game there. So uh, really, really excited to watch that, um, that play out uh, down the stretch. You know, Hoffreezy in seventh place here, 19 and a half games back, only four and a half games back of sixth. Again, he's got the isotopes right in his, right in his view here. Uh, this week, you know, looking at his team really like, really like the pitching depth. Uh, you know, he picked up Tyler Anderson at the trade deadline. I know he's one of our losers, uh, at the deadline, but he did make one move and he got Tyler Anderson who, you know, I don't think anybody in this league has too much faith in, but for, you know, he's, he's been performing out in LA and, and, uh, he's actually thrown up 13 wins on the season, 13 wins that has got to be top five in the league. And he's got Blake Snell, who's also riding high recently, along with a couple studs and Giolito and Cole and, and Tony, Tony Gosselin. So there's a lot of pitching depth there. And, you know, his offense is definitely led by the, the two horses in Arenado and Goldsmith. But, uh, you know, Kyle Schwarber offers 34 home runs and clearly a, a powerhouse with Francisco Lindor having a having kind of a. a a comeback year. So to say, you know, he's a five tool player and really showing it. Um, So again, Hoff's team is, is not going to go quiet. I don't expect them to, I expect this week to really be a dog fight. And that's the matchup I'm looking forward to most here down the stretch is this week, Hoff and the
3: isotopes going to determine a lot. Three, really three matchups are absolutely incredible this week. You got me and Hoff, you got wiggle and bash, and then you've got Charlton and
1: Drew B. Yeah, three three big matchups. uh, You know, and uh, yeah, that one's a big one of uh, Hoff and Youth. That that one's the matchup of the week. That's that's just like playoffs are here essentially. For for, you know, this is it. This is it for
3: battling, baby.
1: So, um, and and and, yeah, last but not least, you know, in eighth place, you know, that was pretty pretty much the playoff picture right there, top seven. But uh, Ben is ten games out. Um, you know he can Ben make it, you know what, Ben's whole, whole fantasy career has been false hope and, (laughs) you know, uh, Mackenzie Gore, false hope, Aaron Ashby, false hope. (laughs) Ben games out of playoffs, false hope. So gotta love Ben. Like he's in it. He loves it, you know, and, uh, he just continues to, uh, you know, live off that false hope. So, um, but yeah, moving over to, uh, we got next the draft order determination and this is this is what i want to talk about uh just because we the power rankings uh which i do every and by the way it takes like 25 30 minutes of my monday morning and i rip off these power rankings and i i truly look forward to it though um the draft order determination the power ranking rank your final rank is one fourth of the draft order determination. So this will actually, you know, power rankings are, are completed at the end of the fantasy regular season. So in two weeks they're done, and wherever you finish, your ranking is however however many points you get in the um, in the act, in your in the power in, in uh, the draft order determination. And then we have the three events to uh, to follow up on that. And this year's this year's event we, already in the books is the home run derby. Jared, why don't you uh, kick us off there?
2: Yeah, there was six accounting right now. Six people who picked Soto, uh, so they collected the maximum amount of points. And then there was three teams at the bottom that collected no points. So, uh, as we saw, kind of in the as we're seeing here in the regular season, we also have a little bit of a tier starting to form between the teams that are already in the top half in this draft order determination and the teams that are in the bottom half. Um, Most notably, Chris is Chris, Drew, Hoff, Zim, Mark, and MJ had 12 points, but of those teams, uh, the looks like red leg nation is right near the top with 22, his outlook of 22 points followed by House Charlton with his outlook of 20 points. Hambino's with his outlook of 21 points. Those teams are right at the top of the draft order determination so far. Uh still a lot of you know season long and FIFA World Cup to go. So there's there's plenty of room to uh for for these standings to slip and adjust. Um but those guys are off to a strong start. Oof, Jared,
1: you're rough, man. You're going to finish with one point potentially in the power ranking. And then you didn't, you didn't cash in on uh, the home run derby. So that, how, how are you feeling about that?
2: Schwarber got cheated. I'm losing all my money. It's, it's, it's just been a disastrous year. I cannot wait till we close the book on 2022. The best thing we got going is this podcast. Well, and you both got married. So that, that was a, you know, a small marriage
3: money. in there. I don't know.
2: <laughs> From the fantasy standpoint. Absolutely. Right, yes. yes, yes, yes. I got you. And uh, I
1: did want to point out that this is for money this year, the, the DOD, um, right. it's the top six uh, receive a hundred bucks off, uh, receive a hundred bucks and the bottom six have to pay an extra hundred dollars. So um, th- that adds a little more fuel to the fire, if you will. And uh yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I love this um, setup, Chris. What
3: are your What are your thoughts on everything? Oh, I love it. It keeps the it keeps the league just interacting in the off season. Like everyone's still chatting it up in the uh, in the group meet. It's always fun. Just random different events that keep the league just with a little extra banter. I do like
1: you know the home run derby. It all happens in one night. I do like that. But the NFL season long, I think that's uh that's one that we we like as well. You get one team to really root for. And, um, you know, and, and it kind of draws out um, the whole process a little bit. So uh, we're going to have well, a lot of
3: managers on the bills this year. I feel like.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Not yeah, me. Yeah. I
2: already <laughs> used my favorite. The bills will be, a
1: favorite. <laughs> I'm be my favorite. So um, I did want to, uh, I did want to bring up dues because dues are due. You, we have payouts coming up and um, everybody needs to pay for their 2022 uh, um, the show dues. And um, I do want to say, before we uh, get into all this, that uh, we are saving for a Fantasy League trip again. This will be the third year of savings. Now, one of the three years was the COVID year. We didn't collect from that. So essentially, this will be the second year. But we do have uh, we do have funds, and we're going to not dive into that now, but uh, that's definitely coming up on a, on a future episode that we're going to dive into uh, how much money we have and what are our, our options and, and more. So uh, but as I get into this, um, yeah, let's, let's start. So Hoffman and th- and this is all, there's no super keepers yet. So everybody's paying 20 bucks a keeper, but once super keepers are involved, like Ronald Acuna, I've kept him for three years at 20 bucks a piece. He's going to be, he's going to be on his fourth year. He's going to be 40 bucks. So that's going to give um, the the league trip a little more juice and uh, I'm looking forward to that. So uh, Hoffman, right now you uh, you're you had four keepers and you owe 364 bucks. Uh, Wiggle, you uh, you got 150 bucks from 2021's weekly best and uh, you owe 224 bucks. I feel like that's a great deal. Casey's you guys uh, are at $339. You bought $25 in moves last year. Uh, Mookie. Mookie had a decent weekly best. He um, he only owes 274. He's probably on the, the more aggressive side, but 274 bucks, Mookie, pay up. Or not Mookie, bums. He's bums. I got to switch this to my thing. I owe $409 for this league for this year. I bought 70 bucks in moves last year, damn. And I lost 25 bucks in board bets. Not good. Fantasy $424 owed. He uh, bought 60 bucks in moves last year. Isotopes, uh, you are at a cool 404. Uh, Ichi boys are at 363. Eisenberg, what do you got? 364 bucks, Chris. Jared Mountaineers, you're at 394. Uh, Hambinos, oh, this is a rough one. Hambinos had minus 120 in weekly worst last year. Had to pay the $50 bottom feeder penalty and lost worst pitching and worst hitting, which is 20 bucks each max. You owe the league $564 for your. (laughs) And last but not least drew drew B owes 334 bucks. And there you have it. Those are all the dues uh, for this year. Please pay them. If you're listening to this, I, you know, please pay your dues. We got to we got to square up. They should have been collected during the All-Star break, and um, I just haven't brought it to everybody's attention until now. So there you have it.
2: All right, boys. It's been a pleasure. That's a wrap. This is what's great about
0: sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. That's the great thing about sports. You play to win. And I don't care if you don't have any wins, you go play to win. When you start telling me it doesn't matter, then retire, get out, cause it matters.
3: That's a wrap boys. Good shit fellas.